theyeshiva.net. Peter Gimel, yeah? Balak, page 147, the first column. Peter Gimel, Siv Gimel. Vahatshuva hashlishis. And Pedic Aleph of the Maimer, Matoivu, the Balatanya spoke about the first Shuva, which is Sur Meira, going away from Ra, the Shuva for that. And if somebody did not, if somebody got involved in any form of brokenness or immorality or negativity, they can always come back. How? By discovering that in the language of Moshin, of the language of Parshas Vayelach. And therefore, when I discovered that Lekai Bekirbi, Mamalakalalman, that Lekai Bekirbi, that Lekus in me, Baruch Hashem, Elekeinu, I go away, I go away from the Ra. The second tshuva is the tshuva on Asei Toiv. <coughs> Sometimes there's Surmeira, but what's missing is in the Asei Toiv. The, he puts it, the atzlus, the laziness, or the apathy, the lack, something is lacking in the Asei Toiv, in the positive, in the relationship. And it's not a small thing because Kiya Adam Sada, the higher fruits, when they're uprooted, they fall much further from the tree than the lower fruits. May Igri Rama, those who are on the tall, on the peak, on the tall peaks, on the elevated roofs, can fall the Bira Mikta to a much deeper abyss. It says by the Nachash, his Mapala was commensurate with his greatness. He was Arum Mikoil. He was more clever, more crafty than all the other animals, reptiles, etc. And he's Arur Mekoil. says he was, though the Mapal is always consistent with the, with the greatness. Neshamas Yisrael, Allah They come from a much higher place, from a much deeper place, which is Machshava, and whatever is higher, when it goes through a Nefila, a fall, a negative transformation. So obviously the nefila, the nefila is greater, as he explains it with Olam Hatoyu, how it works. Whatever is higher falls lower. That's why the chai needs the tzemeach, and the medaber needs the tzemeach and the chai, even though they're so low. Because on the contrary, this means that in their shayrish, they have a higher shayrish. So it's not a small thing, a nefila from a high neshama. On the contrary, the tshuva of asay toiv, haridu tshuva and asay toiv, the air was missing, the light was missing. Just for this you need the save of Kalalman, the source of everything, the source of Torah Mitzvahs to replenish it, so to speak. There's yet a third concept, a third layer, a third dimension of Tshuva. Even though a person may be Absolutely. Surmeira, betachlis means to the nth degree. Tichla means the end. Chal tichler isi chet, right? Vayichulu ha-shamayim. Vaharet. What does vayichulu mean? 
Pashtus, it means completed. Like you'll say, tachlis. What's the tachlis? Yeah, at the end of a meeting. What's the tachlis? Tachlis means what's the purpose. In other words, what's the end? What's the result? So when you say something is betachlis, it means like to the end, all the way. Complete. So even though somebody is surmira betachlis, v'gam v'asei toiv betachlis. And even asei toiv is also betachlis, is also is also, uh, he's, he, the tshuva, the, the person is surmeira completely, and the person is asay toiv completely, asay ha tshuva g'dayla So l'chayda what shayach tshuva? He says, actually, there's even a greater tshuva. Now there's ersh tshuva. <laughs> you would think the main tshuva is surmeira v'asay toiv. He says, no, when those are good, so now there's a much greater tshuva. Who could exceive? This is what the Pasuk says in Malachi Perigimel. Shuvu Eli, Vashuva Aleichem. Return to me and I will return to you. Sometimes we say, like in Slichas, Hashivenu, we bring in the Slichas, Hashivenu, Hashem Elechav and Hashuva, Chadash Yemenu Kekedem. But here the Pasuk says, Shuvu Eli, Vashuva Aleichem. Come back to me, return to me, and I return to you. Pidush. The deeper meaning of this is, Commotion is Based on what's explained elsewhere, in other Maimadim, Befidush, Kol Yom of Bitshuva. The Chazal have an expression that a person should be Kol Yom of Bitshuva. All his days in Shuvah. The Mara Mekoymas, in the back there's Mara Mekoymas. It's Mesech the Shabbos, Dav Kufnun Gimel Amar Aleph. Kol Yom of B'Tshuvah. All your days, your whole life should be in Shuvah. What does this mean? So on a very literal interpretation, it means that you know, a person never knows. The Chazal said, a person never knows when his time comes. So don't push it off tomorrow. Push it over the next day. I'll do tshuva in ten years, in five years, in a year. Call yom of b'tshuva, like the pasuk says in Kehelas. You know, your your clothes should be white always. <laughs> they say tomorrow I'll clean my clothes. The next day, the vayla I wear rags. Today is the day to do it. But the literal interpretation, kol yom of doesn't only mean don't delay it. It means all their life should be a story of tshuva. Mela somebody who's taka engaged in all types of undesirable things. You understand? Do tshuva. But we're talking to a fine Jew. Doesn't have to do tshuva. So he says the ain't it the Gemara in Shabbos doesn't mean on sins. He did Avedis. He has to do Tshuva. Then why would you say Kal Yom Tshuva? Your whole life you should be in Tshuva. Much better not to sin. And you shouldn't be your whole life in Tshuva. Allah, the Pshat is, HaTshuva hi ala It's a different Tshuva. It's Tshuva not for Avedis, not for sins, not for anything wrong. The checklist is perfect. Not only Sur Meirah, but even Asay and not just a checklist, but we explained before. 
that it's with a passion, with a commitment, with an enthusiasm. But there's something called Rechuk distance. What's the distance? Even a person, he's not only is Surmeira, he engages in the good and he observes, observes all the mitzvahs. Everything is good, that's the problem. <laughs> the problem is that there's an ego there. But says there's an ego that there's a distance from the truth of Ein Saif. Even if there's love, there's something called there's somebody who loves. This is why the main tshuva is not the sins. That's not the main union of tshuva. That's, you gotta deal with that. Because if you if you're betraying, so you should stop sitting, but that's not what tshuva is. Obviously, there, yeah, that's the basics of tshuva. But he says, Ikira tshuva, the real tshuva is something else. It's commercial cost of the Pasuk says in Kayhelas. The spirit returns to the God who gave it into the world, who gave it into the body. The word tshuva means return. I want to return to my mucker, to my source, to my root. What's the shayrish of an ashama? We said earlier in Perek Beis that Medrash says in Bereshis, Yisrael Allah Machshava, the Jewish soul, ascended all the way to the divine thought. Vahainu, Shayir Tzalikalel Vilidavik, Vaatzmo Sayyidin Sayyid Baruchu, Sholamayla Maylam and Mechinis Bamalakalalman, Vesayyid Kalalman, Shayne Begeded Alman Klal. In other words, he wants to be subsumed. He wants to be Nichlal and be connected. To the essence of the light of the infinite, infi- of the, of infinity. Blessed be he, which is even transcends Mamalakalalman. And transcends even Saiv of Kalalman. Which Mamalakalalman, we explained, is the energy that is condensed, Mitzumtzum. And tailor-made to every creature in the world. Saiv of Kalalman is the energy that's bleakful, it's infinite. It transcends the individuality of the, un- of the, of every being in the universe. That's why it's Shavo Mashva. Katan v'gadol, it equates the largest and the smallest. But it's still called soivev kal almen. Then he says, there's something, ene begeder almen klal. It's not even begeder, you're not going to call it finite or even infinite, legabe the worlds. Ene begeder almen klal. Yisrael alo machshava, the neshama wants to go back to its ultimate source and be completely one with it. O we say in shachris, hamisnase mi mois oilam. Right after Baruch Hu, right? Hameir la'aretz v'ladar malar berachem. V'tuvay mechadish b'chol yem tamid ma'asa b'reishis, marabim ma'asa chashem, kulam b'chachma, sisa. So we're talking about the creation. Then we say, ha-melech, ha-meroimam levadim me'yazam m'shubach v'amefoyer, v'amesnase mimois oilam. Mesnase means exalted, above mimois oilam, the days of the world. Al-derech zeneme b'kriyas yamsuf. Ad-yavr amcha Hashem. At the end of the Shira, when the Jewish people sing the song, so we say, There was a fear that fell on all of the enemies of the Jewish people. In your great arm, they became silent like a rock. Until your nation, Hashem, passed. 
Adyaver Amzukanisa. Until the nation that you acquire in this past. That's twice Adyaver. The Gemara says this be a Rishayna and be a Shriya. Right? The first time they came in, Tertisrael. The second time they came in, Tertisrael. What's Adyaver Amcha Hashem? Literally, it means until your nation, Hashem, passed. But you're talking to Hashem the whole time. So the Balatanya teaches deeper. Adyaver Amcha Hashem means, Yaver means to pass over. Right? Like Laver. Vayaver Hashem Alpana. Adyaver Amcha Hashem means, Adyaver Amcha. This is a, quite an interpretation. Not your nation, God passes. Adyaver Amcha Hashem until your nation overpasses Hashem. Yudkevavke. Beyond Yudkevavke. Shem Elikim is Mamalikalam. Shem Yudkevavke is Saivav Kalam. But Amcha is rooted in the Etzem Mamish, in the core, which is even not described as Saivav. Adyaver Amcha Havaya. Until your nation passes, overpasses Havaya. Pidish Lamaylam is Shem Havaya. Why? Kishem Havaya, the name of Havaya, Yudkevavke, so Yud is called Chachma. And the hay chuli, because he's intimate. The hay is bina, and the vav is six midas, and the last hay is malchus. V'nikra seiv of kalam. Generally, it's associated with seiv of kalam. Eloikim is the name of tzimtzum. It's the midas hadin. That's why it's personalized. Eloikeinu, Eloikechem, Eloika, Eloikai, like we learned in Perik Aleph. With Havai, you don't have that. It's called shem ha'etzem, shem ha'mefairish, shem ha'miyuchet. It represents seiv of kalam. But Bikriyas Yamsuf Ayagili Milmaila Maila Mabhina Saiv Kala. Kriyas Yamsuf. There was a revelation even beyond that Charles Aidezahafakli Yamliya Basha, which is why the sea was transformed into the dry land. Shaalmidis Kasya Babiz Galyamamash. What's the concept of Hafak Yamliya Basha? It's not just physical that the sea turned dry so they can walk through. It represents something very profound. Yam is Almadis Kasya, meaning the concealed world, the world that you don't see. Eretz, earth, dry land, is Almadiz Galya. It's the world that's revealed. Almadiz Galya means the world that is manifested, that is revealed, the world that we see. Yam is the world that's covered with water, we don't see it. The Chiddush of Kriyas Yamsuf was that Almadiz Galya was trans, Almadiz Kasya was transformed into Almadiz Galya. That which usually is not seen, that which usually remains concealed, becomes completely revealed, to the point that it's dry, there's not even mud, like we say in Dayenu, right? Even if we split the yam, and we had to walk through mud, <laughs> just get me out of this place. Right? And then there is, he, not only that, we, we went through in dry land, it became mamish like, like dry land. Not only did it split, Almadis Galia is completely revealed in Almadis Kasia is completely ba bis Galia Mamash. What's the difference of Almadis Galia and Almadis Kasia? Almadis Galia is like the world of Elikim. It's the world of Tsimtsum. It's the world of, of everything is separate. When you look at the Yam, there's one Yam that unites everything. Kamayim layam mechasim. There's a bed of water that encompasses everything. In Eretz, it's not like that. I am I, you are you. Everything is separate. Everything has its own identity. The diversity and the fragmentation of the world is very visible in the world of Eretz. The Gemara says in Chulun, whatever you have in the dry land, you have in the sea. Whatever you have in the sea, you have in dry land. Kol ma'ashe yesh bayam, yesh bayabosha. Kol ma'ashe yesh yesh bayam. But there's a big difference. Here you see and you see the variations and the differences. 
this comes from what? From a malakalam. That the divine energy trickles down, only a little trickle is manifested in every single Bri according to its capacity, according to its chemistry, like we spoke many times. Yam represents the water that encompasses everything. That's like Sayyid of Kalam. And the two don't meet. It's two different worlds. If I put, you put a person into water, they can't live. They could be for a few seconds in Amikve or under the water, but come back up. Why? Because the environment is not one that is uh, suitable for the human condition. We have to live in a world of separateness. That's the definition of our chiyus. The world of Seyvav Kalalman, there's absolutely no separateness. It's two different worlds. The fish, the fish in the sea, Dagi Ayam. The chiddush of Kriyas Yamsuf was that the two became one. How, he says? Ah, that's why we say in the Shira, Adyaver Amcha Hashem. That the nation that passed went beyond Shem Havaya. In the, in the world of Mamish, the essence Mamish, there's no limitation whatsoever. So therefore, Saivav Amamale can become integrated. It can be in Eretz and be completely in the Yam. In Eretz and completely in the Yam. In the Yam and completely in Eretz. The two don't be, are not a contradiction. So see, that's what happens by Kriyas Yam. So that's what we say, Adyavar Amchasha. This is what the Zoyar says in Shlach, Al Pasik. Hayesh Hashem Bikirbeinu im Oyen. Pasik says in Bashalach that the Jewish people, after Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, they were in Rifidim. There was a place called, after they left Rifidim, there was a place called Masa Umeriva, where they were complaining about water. So he says, they asked, Hayesh Hashem Bikirbeinu im Oyen. Is Hashem among us or not? So the question obviously is, did they really doubt if Hashem is among them or not? It's, it's one of the pillars. I mean, they were living mamish on miracles. So the Zoyar says, the question was much deeper. Is the Hashem that is in us only in the Bechina of Yesh? Or no, we're connected also to the Ayin, which is beyond the Yesh. What's Pshad if Hashem is the Bechina of Yesh? There's the way Hashem, so to speak, becomes a yesh. What's that? It becomes a yesh. That's mamalakalam. That the divine energy assumes an identity that becomes the identity of every creature. That you can identify, you can feel. You have chiyus. We all feel that we're alive. Some of us feel more alive than others, especially if you didn't, if you had a good night's sleep maybe, or you're feeling happy. But every nivra, there's, there's a consciousness of life. The question is if we associate it with the source of life, or you just call it some electricity, but it's an intangible feeling. Person feels life. That is a lakus. That is, like we learned in the previous Maimer, about the Mekoshish, la'avas Hashem alakecha, ki hu chayecha, that is a lakus. But it's a lakus the way it assumes the identity of every nivra, the eye of every nivra. And that's from a cockroach to a little pebble, to a grain of sand, to a drop of water, to a blade of grass, to a human being, to a great galaxy or star. Everyone has its yesh, its identity. And what is the truth of that identity? The chiyos alaki, the koya chapoyel binifu. Hayesh Hashem bikirbeinu. That's the bikirbeinu. Bikirbi. Im ayin. Or we have a relationship with ayin. Ayin literally means nothingness. Ayin is not, right? Hayeshim ayin. Yes or no? Ayin means nothingness. What, what do we mean nothingness here? Not nothingness that it doesn't exist. <laughs> it exists in a way that is beyond the ability of the faculty of the nivrit to be able to describe it. So therefore we call it ayin. 
שזה היש השם מקבל עיניים, שבחינס עין הוא עתיקי קדישי שלא מיילם משם הוויה. שבחינס עין הוא עתיקי קדישי, עין קופה, זה עתיקי קדישי. It's called עתיקי קדישי, literally means, it's an expression from Daniel, right? עתיקי means the ancient one. עתיק is the old, ancient. Expression in Daniel that <coughs> he defines Hashem that way. Kaddish is the Holy One. Shalomayla Meshem Avaya. In Kabbalah it's called Pnimi Yisakeser, it's called Atik. It's beyond Yud Kevavke, which Yud is Chachma, this is even beyond it. Vihine Yishoydish Nishamas Yisrael Umabchinezu. A Nisham is rooted in the Ayin, not in the Yesh. That's what the pshat in the Pirkeiovus is. Da me ayin basa. Literally, it means you got to know where you're coming from, right? Akavya b'mahalaloimer in Pirkeiovus. Look at three things and you won't sin. Da me ayin basa. Know where you're coming from. La natahaylech where you're heading. V'lefnimiyat asid l'tendin v'cheshbon. Me ayin basa mitipas rucha. You don't come from such. Uh, you talk to have big yichus. But there's also a different yichas that you have. L'fnei You're heading to the grave. Everybody knows. Taich is the balatanya. There's a deeper taich. You should know that you come from ayin. Da, you should know me ayin basa. You come from ayin. Or, Vaita, the Gemara says in Masech the Shabbos, Ein Mazel Yisrael. But you have a lot of times a concept of Mazel. Mazel Yigoyver, others are good mamin. So he teaches what's Ein Mazel Yisrael. Ayin Mazel Yisrael. The Mazel of Yisrael is the union of Ayin. The Pasuk says, They flow from Levonin or Osim Levonin Kala. He's not, he's not explaining at length there, but in other Maimonim, I think he says, Levonoin is nun boy. Levonoin is, uh, you have Lamed Beis and nun. Levonoin is, is a combination of two words, right? Lamed Beis and nun. In, in, in Kabbalah and Sefi Yitzirah, there's something called nun shari bina, right? The 40 portals to go into bina. And I'm sorry, 50, right? The famous Nun Shari Bina. It says Moshe received 49 in his life until Har Nevoi. Nevoi is Nun Boy. We got the 50th. And then there's on a higher level, Lamed Bey's Shari Chachma to go into Chachma. That's, that's Levonin in, in, in Sifri Kabbalah, Sifri Chsidus. Venoizlam in Levonin is a Pasuk in Hashirim. Asim Levonin Kala, the Kala comes from Levonin. Is also a pasuk in Shirashirim, all in Perik Dalad of Shirashirim. The point is that the Nisham is rooted in the highest places. Vizel inyan tshuva atzumazu. This is the theme of this tshuva, tshuva atzuma, this powerful tshuva. Sheyirtsa lashuv lekalu ba'atzmosayin tsev baruchumamish. Not that he wants to get rid of sins. He's he's good. He's a he's a he's a pure Jew. He wants to return and become subsumed. In the essence of Eirin Saif Mamish. Vizel Shuvu Elai Elai Mamish. 
That's the Pasuk, Shuvu Eilaiva, Shuvu Aleichem. Come back to me, Mamish to me. Not only that you shouldn't do wrong things, you should do good things, but Shuvu Eilai, we should be completely, completely aligned, completely one. Hashivenu and, uh, yeah. Hashivenu. Once I had a Fabring and I heard from the Lubavitcher Rebbe, he said that he heard this from his father-in-law, the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, the Rebbe Dayatz. He said that once, the day after Yom Kippur, he went into his father, the Rebbe Rashab, the fifth Chabad Rebbe. And he asked, he said two words, he says, Tata Vos Yetzt. It's the day after Yom Kippur. He said, Vos Yetzt, what now? So he said, Yetzt af men ersh tshuvatan. Now you have to start doing tshuva. It's the day after Yom Kippur. He says, Vos Yetzt, Yetzt af men ersh tshuvatan. So how do you understand this? So now we can understand. What's You could say this. Now there's, there's still a void. You're not, uh, you're not complete. The Gemara says about Baba Ben Buta that, uh, he brought a carbon every, he was misnad of a carbon every day. Because the Gemara says, is Gimel Averis, ain't Adam Nitzelman, Bechal Yoim. Bittal Taira, Lashonara, Avak Lashonara. Iyun Tfila, there's things that even uh, very good people, it's very hard to be careful. So you brought a carbon every day. Besides the day after Yom Kippur. <laughs> you're done, you're complete. There's an interesting word from Rapsim Chabinim of Pshischa. The Holy Rapsim Chabinim of Pshischa once said, but this is still on a more basic level, Tshuva but it's an important word. And how true it is, especially today. He said, you finish Ne'ila, what happens right after Ne'ila? Meloif Tzamaitiv, right? It's one of the very Zrizes Dikamaitivs of the year, Matzayim Kippur. What's the first thing you say? Vuhu Rachum Yechaper Ovar. Velo Yashchiz Vehebelashavapa. Don't worry, forgive us, don't get too angry. Then you Davin Shmenasra. And you're saying Hashem's names. It's not a brachas. Brachas Hashem's names are no small thing. Slach lanu avinu ki chatanu mechalanu malkeinu kivashan asbin. When does the gezindik? When exactly? I want to know when you sin. We believe Yom Kippur is a real thing. It's forgiveness. You did shuva. You said al chet how many times? Nine times. <laughs> Between the ill and might of even the most greatest social butterflies don't have time for lashon hara because if you speak for two seconds, you you lost the whole might of right. <laughs> Especially in certain shows. Nobody, where did you sit? Where did you sit? You didn't go home to eat. You didn't go to Shmuz. You didn't check your phone yet. Unless you're from Hatzalah, but then you're allowed to check it in the morning also probably. So what's the slach lanu avinu ki chatanu mechalanu malkein? Baruch chata Hashem chanam abelisloyach. So you know what he answered, yeah? <laughs> he said a very special word. He said, you know what you're doing? You know what, you know what your greatest sin now is? You don't believe God forgave you. You still look at yourself as a, as a sinner. That's what you have to do, tshuva for Mitzah Yim Kippur. You don't believe you're forgiven. Me? Never. Or if you want in more general terms, you don't believe that you could really be a new person. You belong to the realm of hopelessness. The highest was tutzach. 
Sometimes for this you have to do tshuva more than anything else. Like Rabbi Aaron Kalina said, that depression doesn't say anywhere in the Torah, don't be depressed. It says in the Torah, you're not allowed to eat meat and milk. You're not allowed to wear shatnas. doesn't say, you're not allowed to be in a bad mood. You're not allowed to be, it doesn't say anywhere. But he says, but what depression can do to you, <laughs> no sin in the world can do. Why? Because for a sin, we always know there's a tick on tshuva. But for the depression of sin, for this there's no tikkun. Now I'm just a lost case. You understand? I do an avena. That's what tshuva is. Tshuva is you say I'm sorry. We're talking the basic level of tshuva. You say I'm sorry, like you said in the beginning. You're good. Next. You apologize. We're good. We're good. It's not a joke, tshuva. People think it's not a joke. And like the Balatanya says in Nigeris Hachuv and Pede Kiralov, he says, I'm made kivort. How many times a day do we say Hashivenu and Slachlonu? Three times a day. Shachrus Minchem Maidav. So I said, especially here, you have a Minchem right afterwards, Maidav, yeah. <laughs> and some people go from Shachrus to Minchem. And I said, you just, you apologized. Elamai, you may have sinned in the middle. Balatanya says, you know, with people, how many times you apologize? Once, twice, three times, four times. At some point, it's like, get out of my life. And he says like this, and if it would have been a Suffolk or Svek Sveke, if Hashem forgives, we would have never made a bracha, because it's a Suffolk bracha of Atala, you're not allowed to make a bracha. You say, Baruch Hashem, Maybe he got sick and tired of you. Maybe this time around, after 50 years, God said, you know what? I'm really not interested. How can you say a bracha? It's a Suffolk bracha. If you're not sure, you're not allowed to say a bracha. It's a Suffolk bracha of Atala. But we never tell anybody, don't say this, you, you're not allowed to say Hashem's name. You could, you could say the bracha without Hashem's name. Why? He says, cause it's Adava Vade that he forgives. And he explains there that when the love is infinite, there's nothing that can destroy it. There's nothing you can do that God says, okay, I had enough with this person. We're done. For fun. He says, that's not Shaykh. The Chazal knew it. And that's why they could say three times a day, even if you take a sin. We're not talking. Okay. Do tshuva. But if some Chabinim says, people don't believe this. Even after Hoyim Kippur, you don't believe this. In other words, I am, this is who I am, I'm stuck. And when we speak about the word sin, it's not just the word sin. Like I always say, Ra doesn't mean bad, Ra means broken. I'm stuck in sin, what does sin mean? The word Avera comes from the word Avon. Avon means crookedness, Ivus. I'm stuck in crookedness. For this one, it's addiction. For this one, it's trauma. For this one, it's depression. For this one, it's hopelessness. Whatever it is. But it's all the concept that I'm distant. I'm not aligned. Huh? Misaligned, yeah. Misaligned or disaligned? Misaligned. You miss. You miss the target. So he says, for this you have to do tshuva. You don't believe you were forgiven. And I really don't believe that anything can change. So that's a very, very important idea. Tshuva tata, you're forgiven. You're good. The Rebbe Rashab Neshma was now revealing to his son, he said, it's the dafman er tshuva So it's a whole new avoider the day after Yom Kippur. What? This is not a tshuva on sin. This is the tshuva that I, the tshuva on the yesh. And I don't have to tell you that sometimes this is a word from the kamarna. 
the Rebbe of Kamarna, he brings from his uncle, Rebbe Tzvi Hirsch of Zidetshev. The Zidetshev, he was called Sar Beis HaZoyar. So in one of his Svarim I saw once, it's a very interesting vart. It says, Vayavur Hashem Alpano Vayikra, Hashem Hashem Kel Rachum V'chanam. So the Gemara says in Masechta Rosh Hashanah, why does it say Hashem twice? Hashem Hashem. So the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, Daf Yudzayin, Kan Kaidim Sheyechta, Kan Laachar Sheyechta. Hashem is Midas Harachamim. One is before you sin, one is after you sin. Asks the Rosh, what do you need Midas Harachamim before you sin? You don't need compassion, you need compassion. If somebody is in a sentence, you need the judge or the president to have compassion. He's in a good place. He never sinned. The Gemara says, Hashem is Rachamim. One is before you sin, one is after. So everybody, the Rosh asks this question. What is it before you sin? So the, I think the Rosh asks it. So the Rosh says, Hashem knows you're going to sin. <laughs> I saw the Zidit This is a sharp Zidit He says, before you sin, sometimes you need much more compassion because you become an arrogant person. A person who makes mistakes, there's a certain humility. If you're normal, there's a certain humility. But the person who walks around with the sense of perfection, you become sometimes more dangerous than anybody else. Because I have this ear of complacency and smugness. You know the holier-than-thou feeling? You know that feeling? <laughs> the holier-than-thou feeling is a very, very subtle, it could be very subtle, but it's sometimes the biggest menaged on The checklist is perfect. But... But there's something at the core that is rotten. That's yesh in a, in, 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 a, in a real sense. That, that sense of, I'm so perfect. That, that's your problem. <laughs> your problem is you didn't sin. That's what the Siddhartha says. That's the problem. Now, you have to always say this with sensitivity. He's not trying to say it's a mitzvah to sin so you could become humble. But the point is, we all know that people who made mistakes... What's the power of, 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 of all recovery meetings, of all, what's the power? It's the power of people who made mistakes, that's what it is. People who made mistakes, when they come together and they look into each other's eyes, there's a certain humility that's there. And wherever there's humility, God dwells. Right? The Gemara says in Saita, Dafei, I can't live with an arrogant person under the same roof. I just can't. There's a story with the Rizhin and the Halek Rizhin, the soul of Rizhin. Gaval de Kamaisi came to a city and there was a fellow there, he was very wealthy and affluent, very prominent. See, he comes to the Rebbe and he says, all the hush of a guest stay by me. So you also come to have place for you and your entourage and your gabayim, your chsidim, your lahavdal, the horses, everything. Instead, he goes to another house, the soul of Rizhin. And the house of the other person, he wasn't so affluent, he wasn't so prominent, and he also, there were questions on his year of Shemayim. There was, you know, he wasn't considered the holiest guy in town. So the fellow comes to him afterwards, the Chosh of Ayid, he says, Rebbe, I'm Michael that you insulted me, say that you don't owe me anything. But I don't understand, everybody knows that my level of year of Shemayim is top, and that guy is of ill repute, why would you go there? So he says, <laughs> I follow God. <laughs> I like to go where God is. I know a Apostle in Chumash, Parashas Achere. Ha-shoychin itam b'soych tumoysom. Zokhtrashi, 
He dwells with them in their impurity. Even though their impurity is there. But the Gemara says if somebody is arrogant, God says, sorry, I can't come. He says, I wanted to go where God is. He says, there are people, they may be impure, but they're not arrogant. That people may be pure, they're very arrogant. I want to go with the Shekhinahs. I went there. Yeah. And, and, he, and he was conveying an idea. He was conveying a powerful idea. You have Yesh on a basic level. Sometimes this, what's the word? An ear of righteousness. It's an ear of righteousness. You can't pinpoint what the problem is. The problem is there's no elakus. Elakus is bitl. Elakus is enoid mulvadai. With his godliness, the ego loses itself. Not because you crush it, because it loses itself. It's a big difference. And this, people have to get rid of their heads, the trauma of bitl. There's a person told me that every time he hears me say the word bitl, he gets traumatized. I said, yeah, get rid of the bitl the way it's in your brain. Understand what bitl is. This is not, we want to crush the ego. If that's what it is, then you'll have a bigger ego. Because whenever you crush something, what did the Kotsky Rebbe say? <laughs> it's a very powerful idea. When you break a taiva, you don't get rid of it. You just have two. And if so, you break it again, so now you got four. <laughs> so now you really break it, so you got eight. And then it's all over the place. What do you mean? The Kotsky Rebbe didn't know that it says in Svarim that you have to have Shviris Hataivas? He also knew what it says in Svarim. There's breaking and there's breaking. There's breaking the ego because it's also a form of ego. It's like, I'm so bad, how do I get rid of this bad? It's the, the, the guilt and the pain I'm trying to get of. There's losing the ego in the presence of truth. That's the vart. There's losing the ego. You lose your ego in the presence of truth. You're, 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 you're embarrassed with the ego. You don't have to break it. You don't have to fight it. You don't have to destroy it. Then it's another issue of ego. Ego trying to kill the ego to be more egotistical, you know? <laughs> so now I have the shlemus of not having an ego also. So, you know that shlemus. I'm so Muslim that I don't even have the, the feeling of shlemus. That's how perfect I am. A person can become psychotic. I mean, on a spiritual level. Sometimes on another level too. But it, 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 it could drive you crazy. This is not a, you take a hammer and you, you kill your yesh. It's the word of achtos. You're, you're completely aligned. In the presence of truth, there's no room for it. It's, it's, it like melts away. It's like, it's, it's, not, it's not a struggle. You're not breaking it. You're not breaking it like you're the enemy. It's not an enemy. In, 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 the, in the world of real achdos, there's no room for it. So what's the tshuva? It says, it's the dafman esh tshuva You have the yesh in terms of the arrogant person who walks around and... Uh, I was surprised. I guess, you know, different people had different food. <laughs> I know a yid, before Yim Kippur, he was walking around. He said, he Pasha doesn't have what to do, tsh- he doesn't have what to do tshuva. And he meant it. Like he really meant it. <laughs> Go explain to him, he has to do tshuva on his existence. <laughs> because Torah Mitz is a checklist. I do everything perfect. Yogan Tzimitzis has once did it to, to, to Emes. There's no, there's no Nikud of Emes. Ich, 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 me, 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 me. Like him and God. The whole nekud of ain't soif, of oneness, of truth, of infinity. It's not his fault. I'm just, 
You know the Maisa, they say, a good joke, that there was one Sayyid walking to Shulim Kippur, yeah? And he's depressed. So he meets up Sachsidah Shalet. So he says, why are you depressed? He says, a whole Yom Kippur is going to be a waste. I didn't do one sin this year. All my al-chaits are going to be brachas, levatolas, al-kainav, al-kainav. He's saying, I have nothing to confess. He says, there's a half an hour left to Yom Kippur. A half an hour left to Yom Kippur. He says, what can you do in a half an hour? He says, your next door neighbor, you love him or you hate him? He says, I hate his guts. He doesn't have any sins, but he hates his guts. So he says, why don't you go beat him up? Where do you have a better Aveda than beating up a Jew right before Yom Kippur? Then you'll have a Gashmaki Yom Kippur. You'll be able to do Vidu your whole Yom Kippur. So he goes and he beats up his Chava right before Yom Kippur. He walks to Shul. He's feeling good. Now it's going to be a good Yom Kippur. He could do Vidu and everything. He can ask Mechil a hundred times. As he's walking down the block, the wife of the beaten Jew comes out and says, Reb Yid, I don't know who you are, but you'll never know what a great mitzvah you just did. Right? So this, but even so, you have it in a very grubber fashion. A person who walks around arrogant, but it's not what even the look of the Torah is talking about. He's talking about here Surmeirava Seitov in a much more edelah way. You see from the previous chapters. But after everything said and done, we live in a world of distance. We live in a world of richuk. We live in a world of separateness. We live in the world of yesh. So he says, here there's even a deeper tshuva in a way, it's greater than the previous tshuvas, because the previous tshuvas is tshuvas, surmeras, it's gewaldic. But this tshuva is pnimius, shebepnimius. It's in the deepest, deepest core. There's a Yidra, Blabel Kharif, he said, it says in Prekayavis, ma bein talmidov shel Avramavinu, le talmidov shel Bilamarasha. Yeah? You're familiar, Prekayavis, Perekei. What's the difference between the students of Bilam and the students of Avram? So he says that by Bil, by Avram Avinu is Ayin Toiva, Ruach Shvela, Nefesh Nemuchi, you have a good eye, you have a humble soul, and by Bilam it's the opposite. So he says, why do you have to ask about the students? Why don't you ask about Avram and Bilam themselves? What's in the Avram and Bilam? Why the students? You know what he says? Uh, you know the words, huh? If you look at them, you couldn't tell the difference. You couldn't tell the difference. You think Bilam didn't walk around with with the Levushim? Bilam was he was the prophet of the generation. He says you couldn't tell the difference. You saw it in the students. They tell me then what comes out. So sometimes the Chitzonius everything is fine. I once saw a word from the Chidusha Harim, the first Gerer Rebbe. In, in his Likutim and Svarim, that they were Malakat. <laughs> so he says that uh, the difference between being a, being connected and not being connected is a Chut HaSaira. It's, it's a thread. It's like a hair, a strand of a hair. Yeah. It's, it's as thin as it gets. He says, <clears throat> and once you get to the other side... The Sutton doesn't care how frum you are, how holy you are. As long as you're on the other side of the Chutta side, because it's all just feeding your yeshes. So as long as he gets you over to the other side, he doesn't care anything. You could do everything. He does, he already, sometimes you're so religious because the Yitzhara left you alone because he knows it's all good. In other words, there's something very, very pnimiistic. In the deepest level, that's what we're describing here, the deepest level is that after the tshuva of Sumer, after the tshuva of Asay Toif, there's a different tshuva. The kol yom of b'tshuva. Kol yom of b'tshuva means 
that even the greatest soul living is a form of distance. And to say it in, in, in different words, there's a lot of trauma that people go through in life. But what's the greatest trauma that a person goes through in life? The neshama leaving from a state of ayin and going into a state of yesh. And that exists even by the greatest tzaddik who grew up in the most nurturing, loving, functional, psychologically wholesome life. A home in which your mother fed you the healthiest food. No cholesterol, no carbs, no sugar. Everything was perfect, physically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, as though there's such a home. But naniach, and your disposition, all is good. So we think this person doesn't have to face trauma. No. There's tshuva because I distorted my life. I made big mistakes or small mistakes. This one went into addiction. This one went into other things. I push have to do tshuva. That's basic levels of tshuva. But there's the tshuva, what he calls gdoyle yoyser. And that tshuva applies even to the greatest tzaddik. That's why it's called yom of betshuva. And that is to deal with the trauma of existence. What's the trauma of existence? Distance. There's separation. And that creates a tension for the soul. You say, what's the big deal? Because the neshama comes from ayin. Ayin means there's nothing outside of oneness over there. And yet, the tachlis was that the neshama should leave. Da me ayin basa. And that's the tshuva. The tshuva is that I have to overcome that tension and be able to go back to a place of achtos. But in a world where that's not an easy, simple thing. So that that trauma, that tension is something every person has to deal with. And when you can deal with that one, ultimately it empowers a person to deal with everything else because everything else is a manifestation and a result of that singular tension or trauma that has to do with the very act of birth. The Zoyar says a baby cries when it comes out of the womb. So there's biological reason why a baby cries, but the Zoyar says, when the Shamsa comes into this world, it sees the Yerida, there are tears. When I can acknowledge that, even the greatest tzaddik, even the healthiest, most wholesome person has to face a certain void. There's a void. And life is overcoming that void. It's facing it. It's confronting it. When you can deal with that void, all the other voids, you know what a void is, yeah? All the other voids are a manifestation of that void. They're sometimes much more intense. They're brought about sometimes by people, etc. But ultimately, even in the Edelste Eifen, the day after Yom Kippur, I still... Ah. Uh, No, because number three is, because if I'm in a state of Ra, I have to be able to go out of that. This is, but this is already a whole other thing. It's not that I'm missing a Sumeran Asay Toif. But that life is about overcoming distance. That's the definition of life. Not because I did something wrong. It's not about wrong. I don't have something to correct. I'm not busy lying. I'm not busy cheating the world. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, of course there's a void. Over there the void is quite ready. If a person is living a dysfunctional life, yeah, obviously there's a void. You know, you're, you're, you're living in a dysfunctional situation. It's not fair. 
Huh? This isn't something that we can rectify. Yeah, yeah it's not so much the word rectify, it's... You don't have to get there, you're there already. Dame ayin basa. Huh? Like all tshuva, it's about your perception. You're there. Dame ayin basa. Adyavaram chashem. Adyavaram chashem. Ayin mazal Yisrael. What he's saying, we should start here, then we don't have to build it up. The good place is what I'm but you can't even relate to this if you're stuck in Sarmera. You have to clean up the mess. <laughs> you, can, you have to always clean up the mess. You know what I mean? I'll give an example in another field. If somebody is in active addiction, they can't hear anything. You understand? The truth is you have to talk to them about this. Because addiction is running away from the void that life is causing. And the deepest void is always this. I told you once, Dr. Tversky told me that addicts are just more sensitive people who can't deal with the dysfunctions of life. They don't know how to deal with it like others. Huh? The Igri Rama causes you to be in a Bira If they would be a little lower souls, they'd be fine. Yeah, they would deal. Yeah, move on. Get a job. Make a couple of bucks. Go on another vacation. Eat another slice of pizza and move on. What if to become a Meshuggan addict? The bottom line is, once you're up there, you don't know how to do this. Because you're feeling desperate. So what do you do? You end up in Bira Mikta, because you have to fill all that high expectations. This is what he told me. He said, 60 years, said Rabbi Jacobson, 60 years of experience, I tell you, that the addiction community, every one of them is more spiritually sensitive than usually everybody else in their family. It's not a justification. It's, 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 it's not about, it's not about comparing people. It's just about the truth that they have to understand. It's the Igri Rama that causes the Biramikta. But if somebody is in active addiction, they can't understand anything. There's nobody to look at. You're talking to a person, he's not here. His mind is, 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 addicts are never present because they're always thinking about either they have to make up for a lie or they have to think about the next moment. You're never present because you're, you're shikha, you're intoxicated, you're not normal. So the first thing is you got to clean up the mess, always. Without cleaning up a mess, there's no going deeper. If a person is in that active place, they have to break from it and, and get out of the vicious cycle. Then you could communicate, there's a person, there's, there could be inspiration, a chul v'chul. So from whom? Mm. Yeah. 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 That's the slachlono. Slachlono. Some people believe they made a mistake. Some people believe they are a mistake. Yeah. And some people, when they make many mistakes, they start believing that it's probably because they are a mistake. <laughs> Why am I? Ma- I made the mistake yesterday. Why am I doing it today and tomorrow? It must be I'm just one mistake. I am a producer of mistakes. <laughs> I am the machine that makes mistakes. If you want mistakes, put them a quarter to my machine, you'll get mistakes. That's what I'm good for in this world. I could teach you about mistakes. So dami ayin basa means a person has to know where you come from. You come from a place of ayin. In other words, the most unnatural thing for a soul is to have an ego. That's the vart. And that's, that's how you have to look at a yesh. 
It's not about cru- if you're crushing it, you miss the point. It's the point is the most unnatural thing. When something is unnatural, you don't have to crush it. You just got to be natural. The most unnatural thing for a soul is to have an ego. First taste. I can't wait to get for the answer to the first question. Now, why go through this whole process? Uh, give me the ego, the unnatural ego, to struggle a whole lifetime. No, I'm waiting patiently. <laughs> you always wait patiently. But it's 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 a tight, it's a precious awareness. It's not like. The ego, of course, we all want a yesh, and Nebach, the Alter Rebbe says, you have to be a the yesh. No, the most uncomfortable thing for a soul is to have an ego. It's the biggest burden. And the reason we do it is only to compensate for the void. I need to protect myself, so I have to have an ego. The ego is the greatest dysfunction. It's the most unnatural thing. It's an aberration of who I am. You want to be, you want to be who you are. Who are you? You're you're subsumed in atzmos. Stein zachman atzmos, huh? Baby doesn't. <laughs> when I'm walking around with an ego, I'm walking around with 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 washing machines on my on my on my head, on my shoulders, and I have to protect it. All my defense mechanisms. It's all my deep insecurities that the ego is never trying to compensate for the distance. I'm distant. I don't know how aligned I am. So my ego becomes my new gear to protect myself. So I substitute my real self with a new self called ego. They say ego is right, easing God out. Uh, uh, so depression is a different type of ego, obviously. It doesn't look like they have an ego. But sometimes it's even a more dangerous ego. It's not the inflated ego, right? Aniva afsiyot. But it's the opposite. <laughs> huh? I'm a nobody and I'm certain that I'm nobody and you're not going to convince me otherwise. <laughs> huh? I'm a bigger nobody than you and I'm more hopeless than you. And I'm really a Meshuggah and I'm really, you know, messed up. It's a different form. There's ego that's expressed in arrogance and there's ego that's expressed in, 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 in dysfunctional humility. You know, I become a rag and I become a shmata. And in both cases, I'm busy with myself a whole time. <laughs> in both cases. Now, you can't tell somebody, don't have an ego. It doesn't work that way. Again, you can't take a sledgehammer and knock it out. Then you have two tivers and you have four tivers and you have 20 egos. Let me get rid of your ego. Here, boom. You're, you look in the mirror and say, ich bin garnished. It's going to help you a lot. You ever try to do that? Look in the mirror and say, ich bin garnished. You can't look in the mirror and take rid of a sledgehammer. That's the void. It's an edel and a kuda. It's a moment of awareness that comes from a very deep place. It's like, I don't need this. This is not who I am. I'm much better than this. And in the real eye, it's not even, I'm much better than this. The, the ultimate truth is the complete achdos. Where you go back to your shaydish, you go back to your mocker. And in the deepest sense, that means there's absolutely no separateness. Even the separateness of an oivad Hashem or of oyev Hashem. Even yeshmi oyev. That's the edelkeit of the Balatanya, that even ava is yeshmi oyev. Love always has to be preceded by the word I. Although today in texts people write love you without I, but that's because they don't follow the rules of language. There's no love without I. And that's true also in a positive sense. If you think you're nobody, you're not going to be able to love. 
Because if I'm nothing, why would my love be anything? I mean, if, if, if the source of the love is a piece of garbage, so the love is also garbage. You can't expect the love to be more powerful than where it's coming from. This is very important, right? You can't expect the love to be of significance if the source of the love is a rag and a shmata. So all love is based on a certain sense of identity, in a, in a very good way. I love you. In a very deep place, the yesh misha'ayev represents a certain distance. I love you. I'm experiencing you. And in the ultimate shuva, the yesh goes back to ayin. And the ultimate source of the nisham is not just memale, and it's not even soivev, it's mamaj the etzim that's even beyond, which is beyond shemavaya, it's called ayin. Ayin Mazali Yisrael or Atika Kadisha and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, completely united. Close on Nefesh, yeah. You're saying, so how can you do it in this world? That's why he brings in Kriya Syamsuf. The Chiddush of Kriya Syamsef was that Almadis Kas and Almadis Galia can be one. In other words, there is a reality where Mamali and Soivav can merge. Adiyavir Amcha Hashem. Yeah, but he's going to now explain, we're going to finish with one more piece, before we spoke about Sur Meirah, Asay Toiv, the third Shuvah, the third Almadis is connected to another dimension of Yiddishkeit that he's going to discuss. I want to do one more piece here. The Arizal says in Eitz Chaim, Eitz Chaim is the main work of the Arizal, written by Reb Chaim Vital. The Yechidah Shebenefesh is the oneness of the soul where the divine spark is mamish and clothed, this is the embodiment, the reflection of Keser, which is called Yechida, and which is manifested, so to speak, Hashem himself. The tshuva is the neshama to go back to be aligned with Yechida, which is Keser, both levels of Keser, Arich, Atik, V'zeo Tshuva HaGimel, T'Bchines Neshama, She'yoshu V'yuchlo B'Shor She'bchines Chaye Yichid. The Nefesh has five names, Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaye Yichida, to be able to be aligned with Chaye Yichid. V'hinei Tshuva Zui El B'chines HaToyra. The first Tshuva is Sumeira. The second Tshuva is Asei Toif. The third Tshuva is associated primarily you're returning to Toyra. What's Pshat? Shatoyr and Nikramashal Hakadmoini. It's very interesting. Chazal, based on a Pasik, call the Torah Mashal Hakadmoini. Kashayoimar Mashal Hakadmoini. May Rishoyim Yetzei Resha. Rashi brings it also, I think, in Parshas Mishpatim. It's a Pasik in Shmuel Aleph Chavdalad. That the Torah is called Mashal Hakadmoini. What's that Mashal Hakadmoini? When the, the, the Pasuk says that when the Torah wants to say something, like the original Marshal says, Why is it called Marshal Akadmoini? The Torah is a Marshal 
which is a lavush, a garment, a metaphor, and a garment for for that which transcends all the worlds, that which is beyond worlds, Torah is a marshal hakadmani. What does this mean? Mush, a marshal. What's a marshal? A marshal is a lavush. He says marshal a lavush. If I'm trying to explain a concept and it's very abstract, I always try to find a marshal. Why? Yeah. You'll sometimes hear once in a while I'll give a marshal for marriage. Why? We're talking about Hashem. What about bringing marriage? Right to marriage. Right to marriage. It's true. It wakes up the chevra. That's true. But why does it wake up everybody? Because the concept may be very abstract up there. The marshal dresses it up and illustrates it in a way that's very concrete. That people can relate to it. Ooh, yeah, ooh, this happened last night in my house. And somebody once told me after a class that you have a bug in my house that you listen to and you, you repeat all the conversations in the shir. So I said, I hate to break it to you, but we're all in the same boat. Not all, but many are in the same boat. The Besnish Deinzika Zacher in Moscow, as they used to say. You know, you're not the only struggling male in Moscow. It's an old uh, Russian uh, expression. Rabbi Pinson had a Zayder about Ram Mayor. He would say, The Besnish Deinzika Zacher in Moscow. You're not the only male in Moscow. I should say in New York. Muncie doesn't work well. But uh, Moscow works better because, you know, Moscow has a lot of males. So what a, a mushle is always a lavush. You're dressing something up. It's called, in, in, in simple English, we call it PR business, public relations. You can have the greatest product in the world, but if you don't know how to present it, no one has access to it, right? That's the, it's the billion dollar industry of promotion. It's, the, it's, it's called lavushim. Lavushim means dressing things up nicely. Yeah, you come to a presentation, you gotta dress up. Why? What if they dress up? You like me, you like me. You don't like me, you don't like me. <laughs> they say once the Tsar, it's an old Maisa, the Tsar would, would sometimes come to inspect the soldiers. So it was a hot summer day, you know, like these days in July and August, and they were at a river. And they said the Tsar may be coming soon. Well, one of the sons, they're standing by attention in their full garb for hours. And one of the soldiers, he felt he's going to die. And there was a fresh river. So then, you know, the Tsar didn't come for a few hours. He probably will take some time. He takes off his clothes, he jumps into the river, his mazel, the czar comes. <laughs> to be found in the water would not be a good idea. They would keep him there. So he jumps right out. He starts getting dressed, but the czar is here. And he sees him like uh, before the chetet sadas. He looks at him. He says, what's this? He says, listen, your majesty, everybody... Everybody is coming to you with their garments. You have my essence. You have my essence. Beyond garments. Beyond, you have my... Good, he got away with it. But in life, you need levushim. Every mushal is a levush. A mushal is a garment to be able to present it in a way that people can capture. Huh? And that's what you need a mushal for. And that's why you have to know that a mushal is a garment, but it's only a garment. <laughs> it's only a garment. <laughs> yeah. A person will use, they'll tell you uh, if you take these seminars that when you speak, you have to use humor or say a joke, right? But what's the idea? It's not just to be Mekayim in the midst of saying a joke. The idea is you want to present the message in a way that it's easier for people to grasp. 
That's what the Balatanya is saying. Torah is Moshel HaKadmoini. It's a Moshel for Kadmoinoi Shal Oilam. What's Kadmoinoi Shal Oilam? Kadmoinoi Shal Oilam is that which is higher than the worlds. But how do we relate to it? We could relate to Mamale. Soiviv, maybe. Kadmoinoi Shal Oilam, how do you relate to it? So there's a Moshel. The whole Torah is a Moshel for Kadmoinoi Shal Oilam. So when I'm learning a sugim, a bekamah, a metziah, psachim, or Shabbos, or Edevin, or a pasuk chomesh, alachim, shulchan aruch, I'm talking about concrete things. It's a marshal, but it's a marshal hakadmoni for kadmoni shalaylam. That's what Taira is. The ultimate truth of Hashem is conveyed through a marshal. That's why every nekud in Taira has layers and layers and layers because the marshal brings you to the nimshal, which relative to a higher level is also a marshal which brings you to a higher nimshal, but relative to a higher level, that's also a mushal. Remember, there's a mushal and a mushal. We learned once in a Maimer of Purim, Chayavinish, that Shleim HaMelech, it says, Shleim HaMelech spoke on everything, 3,000 mashalim, you remember? So the Maggit says, why 3,000 mashalim? The concept, mushal. So the world teaches that Shleim had in his, uh, in his, uh, what is it called? Uh, repertoire, 3,000 stories, which is a good thing for a teacher to have, you know? 3,000 filing cabinets. Okay, we're talking about Shalom Bayis, you open the filing, you have a story. We talk about the Muna story. The, yeah, story at 3,000 stories, very nice. The Maggid says that the Pshat is that Shleim HaMelech's ideas were so deep that he could only convey it through a marshal. But the marshal was too deep, so the marshal needed a marshal. But that marshal also needed a marshal. 3,000 mashalim. He had to bring it down. The Alter Rebbe says he had to bring it down 3,000 madregas. And then you can understand it. Once you got to the third, th- third thousand madrega, now you understand it, and then you go back till you go to the first one. Torah is mashal hakadmoni. It's a mashal for kadmoni shalayla. That's what Torah is. V'lochein amru razal in Sanhedrin sadiktas kol oisik b'Torah meisim shalom pamalya shalmayla pamalya shalmat. Somebody who's immersed in Torah creates peace in the heavenly pamalya uh, in the heavenly. In the heavenly uh, realms, or groups, or entourages, or yeshiva, and pamaya shalmat. What's pshat? Pirush pamaya shalmayla mavur b'makamacher da'hainu shemechaber b'chinas soiva v'mamale lefishi yamshach b'chinal yoyne yosem esoiva klamen amale klamen. It makes peace in pamaya shalmayla. What they're fighting up there? There's a fight in heaven. There's machloikas there too. So it makes peace between Mamale and Saivav, between the two states of consciousness, the finite and the infinite. Vigam, furthermore, Aidea Mitzvisam Shachu Bibchinis Makif. Avalaidea Hatayda Nimsha Chagili Bibchinis Pnimius. When a person does a mitzvah, there's always the oil of Elakus that shines in him. But it's Ba'ifan Makif, meaning, it encompasses him. But Torah is a p'china of p'nimiyas. Because Torah, you learn, you understand. It's internalized. V'sayroscha b'sayich me'eh, it says in Tehillim. Your Torah is in my womb. It becomes like food. Why is it called b'sayich me'eh? When you eat something, you digest it. It becomes part of you. It's not like a garment. A mitzvah, I do. I am dressed up in the mitzvah. I put on tefillin, I put on tzitzis, I give tzedakah. Torah becomes me. When you eat... You don't eat bread and it stays bread. It becomes you. We are what we eat. It becomes part of the bloodstream. Bekir b'cha Kaddish. 
The expression is in Hosea. Bekir Kaddish, inside of you is holy. When a Jew learns Torah, says the Gemara in Tainus Yud Aleph, it's like the Kaddish is in your Mayayim, in your stomach. Bekir Kaddish, Torah becomes your Pnimius, like food becomes who you are. It doesn't stay separate. That's what Torah does. Torah is not just an act. It's a transformation of identity. You think a certain way. It broadens your perspective. It becomes part of who you are. That's what Torah is. Fascinating Medrash. God was Mavater. Mavater means he, uh, overlooks or forgoes on the cardinal sins, idolatry, adultery, etc. But not on Ma social Torah. On the disgusting, uh, disgust of Torah. What does this mean? If you look at a person's body, there are outer organs and inner organs. The inner ones, life depends on it. The outer ones, you need them and they're important. But there's a big difference when there's a wound. A person can lose an arm. Yuchalichyas, person could still live. Balmum. He's going to be blemished. And it's not an easy thing. But the person could live. But the inner organs, I feel like they neck of You don't have to lose an arm. Even a hole, a perforation. The lung is perforated. Or the brain, membrane of the brain. Hutrefa and halacha. It's called trefa. Trefa means develops a terminal illness that the animal or the person, the organism can't live. Here, the whole life force depends on it. You will not be able to continue to live. In other organs, Khalil, even if it is a serious amputation, God forbid, it's tragic. The person is a balmum, but the person could live. In deeper, more vital organs, there could be a little tiny dysfunction. It's not a, it's a big amputation. Something goes wrong in the blood flow, in the heartbeat, in the brain. In the lungs, and the person can't live anymore. But it's a subtle thing. They didn't amputate up a whole leg, a whole hand. Why? Because these are nish- these are a volume that the whole neshama is taller in it. So he says, unbelievable marshal here. Talking about a marshal and a nimshal. Kain lemaila ha mitzvus nekroim ramach evorim de malka. Mitzvus are called in Zohar the two hundred and forty-eight organs of the king. Avraham alch sheim chinas kelim veivorim hachitzaynim. They are like all of the vessels of the person's body that all have within them the soul, the hand and the leg and every finger and every element of all the outer limbs. They're all vessels and containers for the soul. Every mitzvah is an aver of Hashem. Torah is like the brain. It's the divine brain, divine wisdom. He mamish. This is like the inner, inner organ, the innermost organ. The in soif is manifested in chachma, it says. And therefore he says, for mitz- all mitzvahs I can forgo. But the ma'asah shal that disconnection, ultimately the Jew can't live.
The Jew can't live without it. So that's the Nikud, that's the Kiddush of Torah. The Kiddush of Torah, Lagabe Mitzvah says, Torah is Marshal HaKadmoini, Kadmoini Shaloyla. It makes peace with Pamalia Shalmaila. Mitzvah Sarmak of Torah is Pnimius. And finally, this third component that he brings out, Torah is the Ivarim HaPnimim. It's like the core, the core relationship. <laughs> you know, they used to, there's still people who think, that by the Chassidim, learning Torah wasn't such a big deal, right? The main thing was, Fabrengen, Aves Yisrael, Mitzvah, Hidurim, Atish, Epsadis. <laughs> you read this Maimer, you see how the Balatanya speaks about Torah versus Mitzvahs. It's partially that comes from a lot of ignorance, because Chassidus emphasized Tefillah, and emphasized Kavona, and emphasized Aves Yisrael, and emphasized Dveikas, so therefore, those who are not familiar... Right. When you only talk about Torah, you don't have Torah either. The Gemara says in Yavamas, if you say only Torah, there's nothing else to Yiddishkeit, you don't even have Torah. Yiddishkeit is like the the only thing in the organism is the brain. There's nothing else in the organism. Cut off your hands, cut off your, get rid of the heart, get rid of the kidneys, get rid of them. So because Chsidis emphasized so many things, so people who didn't understand said, oh, Torah is not important anymore. In the other world, Torah is important. But you see a maima like this, you see a maima like this, how the Balatanya speaks about Torah, what he says about Torah, how he explains why Hashem said it'll be mevater on all the mitzvahs, but not on Torah. It's devarim apnimim, the neshama is totally in it. It's like the deepest form, it's the mayach itself. And that's how Torah goes into apnimius. It is the apnimius. It is the apnimius. It's the apnimius of alakus. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. V'zal mashakasu. We'll just finish with it. V'zal mashakasu matan teira noichi avaya lekechal pirush. Okay, we'll continue tomorrow. Yesterday, question. We finished shayla. How did we get there? Ah. Yesterday, at the end, we finished. Ah. The replenishing. It wasn't really answered. But I had a thought during davening. I want to know if so. Ah. If, 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 you the second part, Simcha. That's what I thought I found if Bittel crushes you, it's never going to be Bittel. It's going to be another form of Yeshus, or another form of guilt. Which, huh? Ah, the word oil you mean, the yoke. No, Rabbi what's the answer? Rabbi Tversky never gave a drush about this. 
I'll give you a marshal you'll understand. You don't just say Kabbalah's El, you say Kabbalah's El Malcha Shemayim. Very important. Accepting the yoke of the kingdom of heaven. El Malcha Shemayim. The Nakud is El Malcha Shemayim. The yoke of the kingdom of heaven. I'll give a simple example. I mean, I think I gave it already, but... Uh, I think it's an important idea, and here it's even more. But again, we always do mishalom, right? We need levushim. It's a, it's a mashal. <laughs> the the the. Let's say I uh, I'm not feeling well. I'm I feel heavy and lethargic, and every time I go upstairs, I, I can't breathe, and whatever all these types of things. So you come, or I come to a nutritionist, right? They take all these tests and the tests and schmests and everything. And then the person prepares a whole exact regimen in terms of food, in terms of whatever it is. I'm talking a real expert, not some, uh, you know, those that you pay a thousand dollars for the first visit and you feel good about it because they must know everything. Cash. The second visit is only, <coughs> only $680. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to come every week. You can come once a month. <laughs> so, uh, you look at it, right? And you say, this is an oil. This is a yolk. <laughs> it means that I come up here, I can't eat the breakfast here because it's uh, all the uh, everything that they have here. We know the breakfast. It means I can't eat. I go to my my parents' home for Shabbos. I can't eat half the food there. I go to a Sheva Brachas by my sister. I can't eat the food there. with this. It's an oil. It's, of course, an oil. But every Bar Seichel understands that it's a, it's a type of oil. It's an oil because it's going against my comfort zone. It's going against what I'm used to. It's going against what's easier for me. Right? On the other hand, though, on the contrary, it's not because he's a dictator and wants to control my life. On the contrary. He wants I should be able to have more energy, wake up in the morning with more chios, with more koyach, function much better, in other words, it's a type of diet that's allowing me to be aligned with myself. It's allowing me to actualize my energy. Of course, that can only come from a person I trust, a person who's an expert. If I don't trust you, then I'll say, you're just trying to control my life. You want to take away all my pleasures from me. That's why there can't be Kabbalah's El Malcha Shamayim without awareness and a moon of who Hashem is. If you have Kabbalah's El Malcha Shamayim without the concept of a muna, Knowing that God loves you, then it's not a, it's, 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 it's not going to work. It's going to be too, too painful. And there'll be a part of you that will rebel against it. The Jews, when were the Jews Makabal al Malcha Shemayim? By Har Sinai. But it came after Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and after Kriyas Yamsuf. What happened by Kriyas Yamsuf? We say every morning, once there was an awareness of who is the one giving me this oil, then when he gives me an oil, it's like Nasa Venishma. No kidding. Of course, Nasa Venishma. If you'll take me out of Egypt, right? You'll do the ten markers, then you'll split the sea. And then you'll say, and now I'm going to give you a diet for life. I'm like, 
Go ahead. I'm in. I'm in. You got to be crazy not to be in. You know what I mean? You have the best nutritionist in the world, the best scientist in the world, the most loving father in the world who wants to give you a diet. You got to be crazy not to take it. You don't have to know what it says in the diet, but that's only if I trust you. If I think you're a tyrant and a dictator and a sedrater and an impulsive mashugana and you yourself are crazy and you're going to let it all out on me, then I got to be crazy to listen to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I go to somebody who calls themselves a nutritionist, but they have a chazak of killing every patient. Everyone who follows their diet has a heart attack or a stroke within 24 hours, then you got to be crazy. <laughs> so when you say the word Kabbalah soil, it has to be very careful. Whose oil are you carrying? Whose oil? If you're going to take that bimah and a washing machine and another washing machine and put it on me, and I'm like, what do you want me to do this? Walk with this for 10 years. I'm like, why? Kabbalah soil. Excusez-moi. Whose oil am I carrying? A washing machine's oil? So that's a big difference. You understand the difference? I know that this is not explained in yeshiva often. Right? You're making like this. You agree or you don't agree? I understand. I understand. But it's not really hard. It's hard because many of us have been programmed the other way. That's why it's hard. You understand what I'm saying? It's not really hard. Because with a nutri- with a personal trainer, people pay money to people to torture them every morning in the gym. He's paying him $100 an hour to torture him. I did 10 push-ups. No, another two. I'm paying you to torture me? Get out of my life. No, you want him to come back and you pay him more. Because, of course, he's not torturing you. He's making you strong. <laughs> we all understand that. Does it mean I'm in the mood? No. I'm not in the mood of doing two more, but push, push yourself, push yourself. I'm paying him because I know he's trying to help me. Is it a yoke? Of course it's a yoke. I have to show up. I have to do what he says. If not, it's a joke. If you're not going to do what he says, then don't show up, don't pay money. But it's, it's a yoke that everyone does with simcha. Why? Because they see the benefit. After a week, two weeks, three weeks, he lost weight, he feels better, whatever it is. If you don't see the benefits... At some point, after three years, he says, trust me that I'm doing you well, but I'm getting more sick. It's not going to work. You type is what I'm saying. The reason it's difficult is because people have been programmed the opposite, so they have to get rid of the old programs. But it's not really difficult to understand. Huh? How do you get rid of the old programs? Oh, you have to hang out here more. You have to hang out here more. You get rid of all the old programs. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you how. The way is, it's always awareness, yeah? We always say, the Baal Shem says, Golos and Gul is always in Das. It's always awareness. Awareness means that when you're feeling the frustration at any point, you have to stop, right? And as Iron say, take a deep breath, right? And if possible, five deep breaths. And just process it and saying, you know, what's the voice? There's a CD playing in my brain. The CD is saying, now it's time to get stressed. And to be able to go back and say, you know, we're going to try to do it differently this time. We're going to take out the old CD. But these are very subtle things because you don't realize it's happening. The frustration is so deep. The anxiety just comes up. But, but it's not real. The anxiety is coming from an awareness. It's triggering. 
you said something to me and I'm anxious, but I can go back. I could stop and say, let me see, why am I anxious now? And you'll go back and you'll see that there's a certain toxic awareness that's feeding the anxiety. Something about Yiddishkeit, something about Hashem, something about Chinuch, something about the world, something about Ganeid and Gehenim. There's something there. And you can say, you know what, it's time to take out the old CD, we're going to put in a new one. If you train yourself this way, you'll see a lot of changes. But it's not an easy thing to do. But again, it's not that it's a hard thing to do. It's not easy because the CD is there for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. I'm not talking about you, by the way, because you didn't grow up with their Meshagasim. You had other Meshagas. As soon as you say the yeshiva experience, I think of the experiences I have. Public school experience. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's also good for you to hear that public school is not the most perfect environment in the world. <laughs> they got their own challenges, including metal detectors today. <laughs> they want to know who's coming in with a gun for taste. Huh? I was giving a lecture in Dallas or somewhere. So I said, you know, it was, a, it was a, day, a Jewish day school. I said, our day schools have a lot of issues. Trust me, I know. Our yeshiva's got a lot of issues. Our high school's got a lot of issues. Some are better than others. Some are places that need a lot, a lot of help. I said, well, one thing, we still did not have any shootings. Every, no one is suspecting that a kid, you know, 14-year-old kid in Muncie or Lakewood or Crown Heights or Borough Park or Williamsburg or Bnei Brak, suddenly with a gun, boom, 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 boom. There's something to say about that. It's not a Pashta thing. Doesn't mean it's perfect, but it's a special thing. It's not, uh, right? It's a real thing. Yeah. Huh? Doesn't mean that we can't improve, but. Yeah, I'm saying, you know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> they also have suicide. No, listen. Whatever there is to learn from something positive, you learn from something positive. Did I answer your question a little bit? But only you can answer this question. I can't really answer these questions. It's a personal journey. Well, I know it's just doing this department here. So, no, I But the more you learn, the more you learn chassidus, the more the hashkafa starts changing, opening up. Every maimah adds another. Every time the Al-Tarebbe says, Bamalik Alman, you feel a little more oir. There was a Yid once told me, why does Al-Tarebbe speak so much about malice, soivah? He already said it. I said, it's like asking somebody, why, do you, why are you breathing today? You breathed yesterday. Stop it already. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't encyclopedic. My man was not encyclopedic knowledge. You said it yesterday. It's, it's galap, madame. It's like when we started this Maimah, and uh, we were speaking about Balak, Gilam, whatever, and then... Uh, then after ever says, so why didn't the Shema come down to the world? Classic. <laughs> now we can start. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he's dependable. Any possible start, any parsha, four lines, five lines, ten lines, boom. boom. Why didn't the Shema come down to the world? Well, let's understand. Uh, always back to the beginning. Familiar territory. Ah, he did it last Shabbos. It's a new Shabbos. We have to go back to the beginning. Why are we here? <laughs> Didn't they have a whole argument in the Gemara about whether it's... Yeah. Al-Tarebbe always goes back to the beginning. 
There's never, okay, we're here, there's a comfort zone, let's move on. No, 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 you go back. You always go back to the beginning. You have to always see the whole picture. Because if you don't always go back to the beginning, then you're missing part of it, you know? You get stuck somewhere in the highway. Go back to the beginning. But to go back to the beginning, you have to have a good trainer. Because it's dangerous. (laughs) If you don't know what you're doing... Most people don't go back to the beginning because it's complicated. Just, you know, get in the car and move on. Just move. When you have a real train, you have a real Rebbe, you can go back to the beginning. Because going back to the beginning is really, it's, it's, you know, it's like birth. And birth is a serious thing. It's not simple. So you have to have somebody to hold your hand. You have to have a good mommy when you're born, Right? You have to have a good mommy to be born. Ah? Huh? Okay, very well. Rabbi Yaakov, you with us? Ah? Gewaldek. Us, us, I didn't mean me, I meant Klal Yisrael. Very good. Dame Ayan Basa. Dami Ayan Basa. I was thinking Beautiful. Oh, here's a whole book. Aces. Aces. You have very good energy. You could tell your wife in my name. He must I'm, have met the eights on energy. I'm a mirror, I'm a mirror. You're a mirror. A mirror yeah. You're a mirror of Isaac's energy, of his energy, or of Shlema's energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's beautiful. That's the Pshat Ayin. Very good. Ayin means that you're just a mirror. You're a mirror. I told, I told, oh, I told Shlemy that before I, I knew him from this year, I saw him a year ago around here, and I had a good feeling from him. Really? It's a mirror. Yeah. See that? It's not him. You see that? He says it's your problem. You're just projecting. So there's some people that, I'm, that don't, I don't give out good energy to, because I'm not getting good energy from them. 
Really? Kamayim haponim laponim kein leva adam ala adam. So, ah, was it still? Now you have very good energy. Everybody knows. Everybody knows you have good energy, Rabbi Litzma. But the truth is that it's a very good definition. Ego means that I don't realize that I'm a mirror of Ein Saif, so I have to create a new entity to substitute for it. So I take my little self that doesn't exist and I turn it into something big. And in that, I become such a small person. And Dame Ayin Basa means you don't have to be a yesh, you're a mirror. It's much greater. What a mirror reflects is everything. <laughs> Why would you want to limit yourself to some little creature? When you're a mirror, you're reflecting everything. But that's only if I could see myself as a reflection. Right? Huh? You heard the women's class yesterday? Yeah, there's a, there's a, I think in Yeshaya Hanavi, there's an expression, I have to look, that Hashem will, uh, will, um, will refine the Jewish people like a silversmith refines a piece of silver. Thank you, thank you. So, uh, I once read an article somebody wrote that he went to a silversmith. And he asked him, you know, you're working on a piece of silver and taking out all of the sediments and the dra- what's called the dross, the, the dross and, and the dirt and all that. He says, uh, how do you know that it's, uh, it's refined to the nth degree, to the ultimate degree? And the man looks at me and says, it's simple. I can look, I look at it and I could see my reflection in it. The hest. So God says, I'll refine them like the silversmith refines the silver. I look at you and I see my reflection in it. You're a mirror. So it's a very deep idea. And when you're a mirror, where's the, a mirror doesn't have an ego. <laughs> How can a mirror have an ego? If a mirror has an ego, it's not a mirror anymore. Imagine a mirror says, why should I reflect you? Who are you? I got my own identity. So the mirror, the mirror takes, and what does it do? It covers the silver with a sheet of cement. <laughs> and uh, okay, now you're a beautiful. We call you sheetrock. <laughs> From a ten thousand dollar beautiful mirror, you became a piece of sheetrock. Silver happens to be the most reflective substance on the planet. Silver is the most reflective substance. Okay, wow. It's an interesting thing, yeah. I saw it many years ago. I have to look it up. A very powerful idea. He was trying to explain the postage. So he went to a silversmith. And he said, when, 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 I, when I see it, when I see myself there, I know that it's uh, perfect. Powerful, no? Water also reflects perfect. Now we're going to learn the Mashal HaKadmoini, which is a Mashal for Kadmoine Shalolim, that's beyond Mamale and beyond Saivav. The Heswas Taita is Eivodim HaPnimim. Eivodim HaPnimim. Ah? Answers a lot of questions. Why? About Taita, you mean? The explanation is one. Taita is a Mashal. Oh. It's a question.
Ja. Living guy that Hashem gave us, how he created you. Yeah. He was with us. He was with us. The only difference is that we don't hear his comments because he. He keeps them to himself. I know you comment, but it's only to you. One statement was incorrect because you said only one. Okay, Shangit. That you have that somebody tells you that you have bugs. Oh, and you see everything. But the truth is, we have bugs in your head because you're answering exactly the questions we have every day. So that's that's the truth. Okay, it's like it's so connected that. You don't have to uh, wait here a few weeks to be able to give comments. You can jump right in. You know what I mean? You already established your presence years ago. You could just jump in and argue. Very good. Well, all you can, all you can, yes, all you can say, all you can say is, which always sounds intelligent is, I disagree. That's it. <laughs> you don't have to. Uh... <laughs> this class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.